Try to yell my candy girl, the kind with the swirls. Oh, so good, baby, out of this world. Look so sweet, fell in love with your curves. Every time you speak, conversation like sir. S-U-G-A-R, you ain't her. Oh, honey, honey, put money on that bird. Let's keep it in the circle, you everything I deserve. Baby, want your sugar, I'm ready to get served. Sugar. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Burgers That Pops, the podcast with Pep. I'm Ashley, and I'm joined by the wonderful Rose. Hi, it's me, Rose. How you doing? Um, I know we just asked that like beforehand, but yeah, we, we've been. T- <laughs> uh, I'm a little dehydrated, a little tired. Um, I just took a shower for the first time in two days, so like that's oh, yeah. it, it's a re- revitalizing event um (laughs) rose i need to ask you something and i'm sorry i'm putting you on blast right now yeah have you been on that jingle jangle ashley i was really hoping you wouldn't ask me this you know i was at a party last night and i mean reggie mantle was there and he just brought all of these drugs and i mean i can't say no to drugs if they're in front of me (laughs) oh how could you i I, listen i get it Ashley, how about you? Uh, have you have you been on that jingle jangle? Uh, no, I've mostly been doing drift races. Mmm. Yeah. Listen, don't judge me because that is equally dangerous. Did you know that even with se- seat belts, people die in car crashes all of the time? Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting. <laughs> God. <laughs> Um, anyways, so, uh, yeah, we're, we're on Burgers at Pops right now, the, the podcast about TV show Riverdale, and, um, the last two episodes have been nuts. Yeah, they're, I, I watched both of them today, and I, I've just kind of been out of it. Yeah, um, I watched them as they occurred, as I always do, and, uh, what a time. <laughs> Oh, you miss fancy TV haver. Listen, I'm not the TV haver. I'm just a tenant of a family, my family, who is a TV haver. Mm. But yeah, um I see, I see. Yeah, you you know, t- television, that's how that works. Anyways, um Yeah. So uh, how should we how should we like dive into this? Just cuz so much happened. Mhm. Um last did did we talk about Jughead joining the Serpents last week or is that Left. He technically officially joins it this week. Yeah. Or like, or, like, this episode that we're going to talk about. Yeah, okay. All right. So this is the initiation. This is, a uh, jingle jangle. <laughs> this episode opens up with Betty getting a call from the Black Hood, which is how last episode ended. Right, yeah. Um, and, yeah, so Betty gets a phone call from the Black Hood, and, um... I want to point out that throughout this entire episode, her ringtone is, you know, Lollipop, it's, the song. Oh, it's, oh my god, it's, oh. It's really good, and then, like, next episode, they drop it. I'm, presumably because it got really annoying. <laughs> lollipop, lollipop, oh, lolly, 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 lollipop. <laughs> I wish they let, would let it, like, play for a little bit, you know? Like, with all the musical sequences they like doing in this show, I was surprised that they wouldn't just do, like, a a full one just for this, of the mm-hmm. song. 
Yeah. Yeah. Where were Josie and the Pussycats doing lollipop? Yeah, I mean, come on, girls, please? <laughs> uh, rather, they, instead they just covered a song from Rent. Uh, did they do that this week? Uh, at the, during the, the initiation montage. Oh, that's where that song was from. I mean, it was pretty good. Yeah. I've never seen Rent, so like, if, the only song I know from Rent is the one where they're talking about, like, the the minutes, <laughs> yes. Uh, Seasons of love, uh, you know. The t- yeah. I don't think that musical is that good. And I don't enjoy it. I saw it. the movie of it, and I started laughing very loud in Cra- class. Oh crap! Yeah, and you went to like a, a like a theater art school, right? Mm-hmm. And several people came up to me afterwards, like and got very angry at me about <laughs> the seriousness of Rent. Excuse me, Rent is very serious, and um, it's. It's gay culture that only straight people seem to enjoy. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ren, I know, like, everything that happens in Ren, and that's kind of why I don't want to watch it, just because it's just like, I'm I'm good. These people just seem like assholes. Um, yeah, it's... Like, the movie makes it worse because, like, it's... They got all of almost all of the same actors that they did in the original, like right. Broadway version of it, mm-hmm. and so instead of them all being like early twenty somethings, they're all now like thirty five and like forty, like that range. Oh, and so it makes them like going like I don't want to get a job and work for the man, like even worse. Yeah, like I mean it's. That might be entertaining if you're 20, but when you're, like, 39 and being like, uh, I'm going to live with my roommates for free for the rest of my life. Come on. Yeah. What a... So, so yeah, Rent is not the episode of Riverdale we watched, but, um... No, this episode is not based on Rent. But it is a little bit bohemian, am I right or am I right, people? (sighs) Well, bye. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, okay, so, um... So, yeah, Betty is currently in, like, this, uh... She's currently being taunted by the Black Hood, and I can only assume that the Black Hood, or whoever is claiming to be the Black Hood, is, like, deeply in love with her or something. It's, it's weird. I... <clears throat> so, if... Uh, the... My thoughts about... Uh, Sheriff Keller, right? Yeah, that's weird. I could definitely see it that. That's super weird. Yeah. I could also see it being Hal, but I also said Hal with the Keller last time, so I'm not sure. (laughs) Honestly, I really hope it's not Hal, because I get super frustrated by their thing where, like, Hal is just in the background all the time, then we find out he's really bad, and then nothing happens. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I'm just kind of hoping they they just continue to not give Hal any lines, and he's just like, whatever you say, honey. Um, but yeah, I was thinking that, I was thinking that Hal might not be the Black Hood, but might be the person calling Betty until, like, the messages from the supposed Black Hood got really, like, a bit romantic, I guess. Yeah, like, very infatuated with Betty. Yeah, um, I don't think that this is the real Black Hood, because, like, there was that thing about the, uh, 
handwriting or whatever. <laughs> but also, if it's Sheriff Cower, he could make that shit up. That's true. He, he could make that shit up, yeah. Um, then, like, there's also... I was thinking for a little bit it might be Tony, you know? Because it seemed like the point of getting Betty away from Jughead... Well, getting Betty away from her friends, which is a thing that happens in this episode, is to, like, yes. isolate Jughead and make him more likely to join the, uh... Um... The serpents? The serp- yeah, the, the, the serpents. <laughs> the snake, Southside serpents. Snake gang, guys. <laughs> and I'm not I'm not sure if that if my theory is correct, but it, it could be. I, I don't fucking know. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about that I one. Don't, but I don't again, get paid I, to theorize but about Riverdale, so... <laughs> yeah, no, it's... Yeah. It, it's still very up in the air for me of who it is. Yeah, um... All right, so, so the Black Hood calls Betty and is like, Betty Cooper, uh, here's a bunch of shit you can do. Um, I think in this episode, it's like, doesn't he call her and ask her, like, so the first thing he asks her is to, like, get rid of her friends. And so he's like, get rid of Veronica. She's not your friend. Jughead, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, surprisingly, he's got no opinions on Archie. <laughs> yeah, like, the only opinion he has on Archie is, like, oh, you told Archie about our little conversations. Yeah, and, like, so he doesn't know that that happened at first, so it's not really a problem. Um, <laughs> imagine, like... If this is the real Black Hood, though, it's really funny because Archie thinks that the Black Hood has something personal against him. And so yes. it's really funny if the Black Hood is just like, Archie, who? Whomst? Who? <laughs> Whomst? Archie Andrews. Nah, he's cool. Well, Archie, because Archie Andrews also is a vigilante after justice. That's true. That's true. He's Teen Punisher. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Betty gets kind of put through the ringer on this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, um, she's, like, really upset about, like, the Black Hood telling her to, like, get rid of Veronica and then, like, break up with Jughead. And she's like... But Jughead's my boyfriend, but I don't want more people to die, so... Yeah. End of Bughead, everybody. Hashtag end of Bughead. End of Bughead is my favorite anime movie. <laughs> just, just kidding. That... Yeah, the, the, the ending's really controversial, but I think at the end it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the end because it's the end of Bughead. <laughs> Everyone's surrounding Betty, congratulating her. (laughs) Wait, no, that's just the end of the anime, not the movie. Yeah, no, the it it ends with uh, Betty choking Jughead, and while there's a giant Veronica head in the background, (laughs) they're on a beach. Yeah, they're on a beach, which is weird because like Bitfruit really doesn't have beaches. That's kind of the weirdest part of that. Yeah. Um, actually, it was Sweetwater River. Run, oh, okay. run red with blood. Um, um, as the 
right. as the uh, Black Hood did actually say that the, yeah. the streets were on road. <laughs> yeah. So um. N- all right. No. No more of this joke. I'm. I'm tired of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, like the the basically the uh, the Black Hood is like a mix of the Zodiac Killer, like most obviously, and like s- Jigsaw from Saw. <laughs> yeah, which is like ridiculous that they think that Jigsaw from Saw is like a compelling story about a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever talked to someone who's, like, deep into Saw lore? The lore of it? No. Yeah. I did have... It's wild. (laughs) I did have, like, a a literature teacher in high school who, um... She was supposed to be teaching us Shakespeare, but since it was, um, like, a remedial class, um, she, uh... Instead you got Saw Spear? We got just a bunch of movies. So, um, instead of, like, Othello... We watched a movie called O, which is like Othello, kind of, but about basketball. Huh. And it's pretty racist, I think, that the one Shakespeare story about a black person is interpreted as, it's basketball now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they didn't even keep the name Othello, which is like the best part of that story. His name was like Odin? Yeah. <laughs> Bad movie. <laughs> Uh, and then instead of like, um, well, after we read like, uh, Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, we watched Saw for some reason. And she's like, do you guys see the similarities between these characters? And everyone's like, no. <laughs> um, she was super into Saw though. And I, I didn't really understand why. Um, yeah. So, uh, high school. What's, yeah, uh, what's knowing someone who's into Saw lore like? <laughs> well, like, I don't know that person, like, in depth. I talked to them about it at one point. <laughs> oh, crap. How did you escape? Are you sure it wasn't Jigsaw himself? Uh, it was Patrick Levick. <laughs> okay. Alright. No further questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so, um. I was trying very hard not to name drop, but. <laughs> <laughs> Should we, like, edit that out? <laughs> It'll be fine, probably. But, yeah, okay, so, um. The Black Hood is, like,. Taunting Betty a bunch. Um, meanwhile, Veronica, Veronica's parents are like, uh, Veronica, you wanted to be involved in the family business, and here's how you can help. You can help by um, a rich family from New York wants to invest in our South Side development. And oh, uh, <laughs> just very quickly, part of Betty's story. Oh yeah, uh, Betty's mom is bad again. Like everyone is like, oh, she's bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, after she was, like, so, like they were trying to make her sympathetic last time? Yeah, so I, I give it two weeks before she, they, they try to make her sympathetic again, just saying. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, because she instantly goes, like, when uh, Sheriff Keller comes to their house and says, like, oh, the letters don't match. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, it's probably Betty and Jughead doing this. 
scheming. <laughs> what a bad... Just bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so Veronica is trying to get involved with the family business, and so her parents give her, like... You know, what would probably be an easy job normally for a teenager, which is, like, you know, there's a rich family coming to town, and one of their son is a friend of yours from high school... And the dad is a rich music producer, so, you know, if you get in good with him again, then uh, um, we'll get a big investment, and maybe he'll help Archie get into music. Is that still a thing? Yeah, I, I saw someone saying, like, the fact that, like, half, like, that Archie's plot this episode wasn't, like, well, I want to get close to this guy because he's a music, you know, producer. Yeah. <laughs> It, like, shows how far they have, like, got away from that and also, like, how far they've gotten for Archie as a character. Yeah. Um, I do feel like it's weird that that's no longer a part of his personality, though. Uh Uh-huh. Um, although I do think, I do kind of rem- Did they, like, have an episode earlier where, like, after Miss Grundy dies, he looks at his guitar and just looks sad? They may have. Because, like, if- it might be like he's too traumatized to think about music because that. I don't know. Um, anyways, uh, so this character's name is Nick St. Clair, and we're going to be hearing a lot about him in the next couple weeks because his name is, one, idiotic, and two, he's a bad person. Yeah, like, we actually need to put out a, a trigger warning on this episode. Yeah, so we have to put out, like, um, a, like a very explicit trigger warning for, like, this episode because the content of like the next two episodes deals heavily with like sexual assault and attempted rape um and it's like actually addressed like as such um kind of graphically and uh uh explicitly by the show like um it's not like with the miss grundy thing where they're kind of like not really sure if they want her to be a rapist rapist which, like, in season two, they did establish that, but it's not necessarily, like, an A-plot. It's more of, a, like, a C-plot at that point. But, mm-hmm. um, uh, with this, with the, um, stuff in this episode, it's very, like, I would say traumatic if you're not prepared for it. Yes. Um, I don't necessarily think it's, like, a bad writing choice or, like, a negative decision on the part of the show, but it is something that you should probably be aware of before you watch. Um, so, uh, uh, how do, how do like, at first, like, Veronica's like, okay, Archie, don't worry, it's just, like, an old... You know, guy who used to hit on me a bunch. Yeah, it's like it's a, it's an old friend, and it's like he's he mentions that there used to be like a lot of will they won't they tension between them at school and whatever, and it's like okay, cool, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like every time like it's her and Archie and Nick St. Clair, whose name is stupid. <laughs> um, <laughs> another thing about Nick St. Clair is that they almost never refer to him as just Nick. Yeah, it's always Nick St. Clair. Sometimes Nicky, but mostly Nick St. Clair. <laughs> um, anyways, so, like, every time he's, like, alone with him and Archie, with, like, her and Archie, it's, like, a lot of weird tension. Archie feels a bit threatened by him because he's got, like, a lot in common with Veronica, and he's also always, like, complimenting her and hitting on her, and it's a bit weird. Yeah. 
it's like, oh, are you, like, it, it's not gone to, like, past the line yet, but it is, like, definitely, like, oh, no. Yeah, it's, like, creepy. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, should we, like, just get, get this plot line over with ahead yeah. of the rest of the episode? Just because, like, this is mostly Veronica's and Archie's plot line, and then, like, because the end of this and Jughead's plotline are, like, kind of just, like, the end sequence. We could talk there. Yeah. Okay. So, um... So, anyways, like... Uh... While Nick St. Clair is in town, Betty also gets the call from the Black Hood, as, as we mentioned earlier, that, like, you gotta stop being friends with Veronica and... Ar- and not Archie. You can be friends with Archie. Archie's cool. <laughs> He's non-offensive. Um, and Jughead, and so, um, so Veronica invites and her to- also, a- this Black Hood man- makes mention that he knows about Polly. Yeah, that, <laughs> so the reason that Veronica, that, um, sorry, that Betty's going along with the Black Hood is because she doesn't want anything bad to happen to Polly, um, which, you know, that makes sense. Uh, and he, he says, no cops, otherwise Polly's dead, so- Mm-hmm. That's why she's not talking to the police. Also because she's Nancy Drew. <laughs> um, so Veronica invites everyone in the school to, well, you know, her her friends to a party for yes. um, with at Nick Sinclair's hotel, and there's gonna be like well, music. I I, th- I think at first uh, Nick Sinclair offered her an RT cocaine yeah okay okay hold on we do have to talk about this weird scene in where they're all just hanging out doing nothing really and then suddenly he does a bump of coke and is like veronica shall you partake and she's like i'm not that kind of girl anymore and archie's like yeah and nick st Clair's like oh veronica oh how boring yes don't want to do this cocaine with me what the fuck you won't do coke now of all times. Mm-hmm. A Wednesday afternoon, no cocaine. All right. Just a nightmare person. Um. Anyways, so uh, they, they Veronica throws a party. The Pussycats are invited. Reggie's invited. I think some other football guy is there. Maybe. No, it's just Reggie. Um, Archie's invited. Kevin's invited because he's like, I got nothing better to do. And Betty's like, I wouldn't miss it for the world. And she's like scheming, this is how I'll get Veronica to stop being my friend. Yeah. Um, so at this party, did I mention that Cheryl's there? Cheryl's there. <laughs> oh, God bless Cheryl. I love Cheryl. <laughs> the shining light between these two show- these two episodes. Right? <laughs> Just the greatest character ever created. Um, So, uh, in this ep, so, like, they're at the party. Um, they're, uh, doing party things. They're dancing. They're, I think, drinking. There's music. I don't know if anyone's, like, specifically performing music or if it's just, like, on the right. Yeah. It's a stereo. I remember Reggie being told to turn up the stereo. Yes. (laughs) Um, and uh, we do see some, like, 
background stuff of Josie and Reggie, which I thought was kind of cute. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they're dancing, grinding, whatever teens do at parties. <laughs> um, and uh, after a little bit, there's like a bit of a lull, and um, Nick St. Clair is like, Reggie, produce the good old Nick St. Clair. Good old boy, Nick St. Clair is like Reginald. Produce the jingle jangle, and he like opens up his coat and it's like just tucked in there, like all these yeah, pixie sticks. Like fucking fortune. The fact that no one has re- has like mentioned like, hey, those things look like pixie sticks, is driving me up a wall. Yeah, it sincerely is. Um. I guess they're kind of introducing that, like, in a later episode with, like, the name of the drug dealer where Jingle Jangle comes from, uh, which yes. is the Sugar Man, which... <sighs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Guys? <laughs> Anyways. So, um, Nick Sinclair's like, here's all these drugs. There's a moment of tension as everyone's just staring at him while Reggie and Nick Sinclair have pixie sticks in their hands. <laughs> And Veronica's just like, guys, let's be normal for once in our lives. <laughs> and do these hardcore drugs. Yeah, Archie's like, we're not that kind of town. <laughs> it's and just like a ridiculous like, statement. <laughs> Nick Sinclair keeps on going like, oh, like these podunk. Yeah. You know, he keeps on using this term country mice. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> he's the city slicker, and he's our like yeah fucking <laughs> country mice in a truck stop town or some shit. I do believe he says truck stop town at some point, and it's like highly <laughs> ridiculous. Um. Also, when Cheryl introduces herself to um. To Nick St. Clair, she introduces herself as a local it girl, and I'm like, yeah, Cheryl, you've got... (laughs) Yeah, you are. (laughs) Damn, it's true. (laughs) To this day, I still haven't figured out why people hang out with her. She's just everywhere. (laughs) Honestly, if I was in that town, like, and Cheryl showed up, I'd be like, okay. (laughs) No, honestly, like, here's the thing. I would want to hang out with her, but I would also never want to invite her to anything, you know? If that makes sense, just because she's kind of like a low-tier chaos deity in just the amount of destruction that is in her wake constantly. Um, she's good in these next two episodes, though. Yes. Um, she does not bring anyone to the woods and tell them that Betty no- that Betty told your dad that you're having sex or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um anyway, so like freaking Red Archie's like, I'm not gonna do drugs. Veronica's like, yes, I'm pro drugs. Josie's like, sure, I'll do drugs. Uh the other pussycat I think also does drugs. I'm not sure if there was the third pussycat there. It doesn't always seem like there is. No, and yeah, like, Archie at first doesn't want to take the drugs. Yeah, but I think he's, like, pressured into it because it's, like... Well, he sees, like, uh, Nick St. Clair is like, hey, let's get out of here from these country mice. Yeah. And Archie's like, actually, I'm totally in on drugs now because I don't want drugs. you alone with my girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
And Cheryl, being Cheryl, is like, sure, I'll do hardcore drugs. Never mind my family's history with hardcore drugs. Never mind that it was partly, like, my father that introduced these hardcore drugs. Yeah, no, she's just down to party anytime. Um, and Betty uh, does not want to do drugs. And Veronica's just like, oh, come on, Betty, please. And and then Veron- and Betty's like, no, I said no, I don't want to do drugs. And Veronica, you're a terrible person, and you haven't changed at all. You're not a... We, we need, we need to talk about uh, Kevin and Cheryl dancing. Oh yeah, Kevin and Cheryl dancing. <laughs> it it was beautiful. <laughs> Just like what the fuck? <laughs> Not that it wasn't enjoyable. Just also what the fuck? <laughs> they're um, they're good teens, Ashley. Yeah, Kevin was having fun at least. <laughs> I'm glad that Kevin was allowed to have fun. Um. But also, like, Betty just, like, starts tearing into Veronica, um, and just, yeah, like... Yeah, like, you can see, like, the moment of she's like, okay, this is it, I gotta pull the trigger. Yeah, um, and it's a little hard to tell, like, how much of that she truly felt, because, like, I... She obviously was not down with everyone doing drugs, that's just, you know, not her style. Yeah. Um, and also, like, I mean... Some of those things are a little bit true of Veronica, but maybe not to the degree that she said. She just, like, you know, she just really yeah. rips into her. Um, and, like, everyone's like, whoa, Betty, calm down. And she's like, no, I'm not going to calm down. I'm just going to just gonna go. Um, and Kevin is like, e- even Kevin's like, Betty, that's, like, really uncool. And, like, you know, he just had his own arguments with Betty recently that, you know would lessen anyone's opinion of her. Um, So she leaves. Archie is like conflicted on whether to follow her. And Veronica says, I'm not going to chase after her and get yelled at more. Reggie, turn up the stereo. And everyone's, you know, doing drugs and partying again. Just not not like a good party, though. Now it's just like an anxiety party. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's... It turned from a fun drug like party into like a kind of bad drug party. Yeah, I'm just wondering why everyone was like, "Let's do hardcore heroin substitute." Like, I can only assume that this is like a derivative of heroin, just because like it was introduced by the Blossoms and their thing was heroin last season. But I assume they changed the name to a fake one because it would be hard. To sell a TV show where the teens go to a party and do heroin. (laughs) Yeah. What's extra weird is that there are no consequences for this. I mean, they're kind of our next episode. But this episode... Well, like, the consequences are, like, they get a, you know, from parents, like, oh, we're very disappointed in you. Yeah. And now the cops won't believe them about something. Yeah. Um, But you know, ACAB. Yeah, truly. All cops are bastards. Even Kevin's seemingly nice cop dad. Yeah. But yeah, so after the party's over, Nick St. Clair and Veronica are cleaning up. And, you know, Nick St. Clair is telling Veronica that she's a good person and that she didn't deserve what Betty said about her and, you know, fuck her and whatever. And Veronica's Um, like, yeah. 
And Veronica's like, thanks, Nick. And then Nick tries to, like, make a move on her. And she's like, no. And then he persists. And he's like, and then she, like, insists, no, I have a boyfriend. This is, I don't want that from you and whatever. And he eventually backs off. But it's just very much like, you know, Kill Bill sirens are starting to play at this point. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely like, oh, okay, you're bad news. You're an awful. Yeah. Yeah. And, um... And so he does back off, and uh, he apologizes a little, but, like, in a mostly, like, geez, don't freak out kind of way. Yeah, like, what's your deal? Yeah, and then, so Veronica goes I'm Nick Sinclair! (gasps) I'm Nick Sinclair! Fuck that guy. Speaking of Nick Sinclair, I'm pretty sure he's, like, the little brother on Modern Family, which is even weirder. Like, I only assume that the reason he does not look like somebody's younger brother here is because he's wearing, like, a tuxedo almost constantly. (laughs) Which, again, douchebag alert. Yes. Um, so, like, the immediate next day, like, so Veronica kind of, like, pushes, brushes this off because, like, she just assumes she sent the wrong signal or something. Um... And the next day is the benefit, and a whole lot of stuff happens here. Uh, Um, So, as part of Betty's plot, uh, she she got sent from the Black uh, Hood uh, a mugshot of her mom from Southside. Right, yeah, we gotta talk about this. So, um... Uh, she publishes that in the blue and gold because the black hood is like you can do with do with this as you will, but uh, just know your mom's a jerk. Yeah, well, like he's like I want you to prove loyalty to me. Yeah, like he's testing her metal basically. Um, uh, and he in return is like every time she does something for him, he will answer one question that is not just you know who are you. Yeah. Um. And I'm gonna say the way he answers these questions is not—it's not well. <laughs> no, it just surprise, as cryptic, surprise. just as cryptic as anything else. <laughs> like I think the one thing we learn is that Betty would recognize him. Yes, so that does narrow it down. Like it, it is, of course, not just some random person. Yeah, I heard so- a friend of mine recently suggested that like the black the, the person calling her might be like Dilton Doily, and I'm like. Why would it be Dilton Doily? <laughs> like, he's got creepy vibes, and the thing where he was juggling the apple with Archie wasn't, like, great, but, like... <laughs> he, if anything, he just seems like he wants to incite violence, not use it as, like, a, a use it as, like, leverage over someone, you know? Yeah. Guy gives me real doomsday vibes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so... I don't think it's Dilton Doily, everyone. Yeah, so Betty prints the picture of her mom, uh, her mugshot from when she was a Southside Serpent. Um, and uh, that's, a, that's a good time, everybody. Her mom is, of course, like really upset about this. And she's like, how could you do this to me? Um, and she and Betty's like, well, you are a pretty vocal critic of the South Side, which is ironic considering everything. Yes. Um, 
and you know everyone gets like a real kick out of it but also she's kind of like stigmatized and blackballed from like a lot of social events uh, uh our, our daddy does say that she doesn't blame that uh you know it was a long time ago he doesn't blame her yeah um our daddy is a fairly good good guy <laughs> pop tate is good um yeah i'm glad he gets lines sometimes now <laughs> yeah <laughs> He's got, like, a great voice for TV, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, anyways. He, he, he's good at those speeches that they gave him for the first two episodes of the season. Yeah. God. He just sounds so sincere all the time. What a great yes. dude. <laughs> anyways, so... Oh, my God. What if it's Pop Tate? No. You're right. No. Our daddy would never. No, could never. He's too good. Anyways, so, um, Betty's mom, Alice, is no longer, like, treated as respected as she was before, which, like, you know, is a good thing, because the only thing she really seemed to do as an upstanding member of the community is, uh, incite violence and be a classist. Yes. Uh, so she's now, like, significantly less reputable, so that's a good thing. Um, and, uh... So that leads to, like, this weird thing at the benefit where, um, like, everyone's, like, hobnobbing about and, um... Uh, Hal shows up and is like, oh, you know, she couldn't make it. Yeah, like, oh, she couldn't make it. And considering it's, everything, it's, we both yeah, decided... Yeah, it's been a tough time. <laughs> and, uh, the... And, um... Veronica's dad's like, oh, of course, I understand. <laughs> Hiram Lodge's actor is like he does really good face acting <laughs> mm-hmm. just like complete master of faces not as good as Betty but good faces yeah um, uh, we, haven't, we haven't had as many good Betty faces recently well yeah mostly because she's been so stressed out yeah I just need someone to say something really weird at her so she'll just be like mm-hmm. yeah she makes faces that look how Scooby-Doo sound effects sound sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so, um, yeah, so everyone's, like, doing their thing, and Veronica is, like, initially really anxious that, you know, Nick St. Clair might have told her parent, uh, told his parents that, um, they should back out of the deal because she didn't want to, you know, have sex with him. Um, but he comes up to her and apologizes and is like, oh, Veronica, I'm, I'm really sorry. I just, I'm going through a lot right now. I just got out of rehab and it's just like, and so she feels sympathetic because it's like, oh shit, I just enabled this guy's like relapse here. He just did a bunch of hardcore drugs with me and my friends. Yeah. I mean, to be Um, fair, he had the drugs. It's true. No, this is entirely on him, but like, you know, the the whole point of this is to make him seem sympathetic and she's like, "Of course." And she's like, "How about we go get some ginger ale because, you know, he was just in rehab." Yeah. It's not a good idea to give him champagne. No. And like, you know, it seems like all wounds are mended. Um We do see Alice Cooper come in in like a ridiculous outfit, it, it, which has a heavy snake motif to it. Yeah, it's just, it's incredible. (laughs) I was like, damn, problematic as fuck. (laughs) 
As like, man, I she hate you, but in. also you're looking good. Yeah, she like walks in and she's wearing like this like short set with like a like a skirt train attached and snakes all over the fucking place, like a gigantic snake collar and I think like some sort of I think there was a bracelet involved. <laughs> Just uh, heavily ridiculous. Um, she starts drinking, and uh, Hal's like, "Honey, I thought we talked about this." And she says, "Shove it!" I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, damn. Okay, I guess. Uh, and then Cheryl shows up, and you know she's hanging out with Nick St. Clair, and it's just like, mm, not enjoying this. Oh, also the Pussycats perform. Veronica's there. Yeah. We I always forget that Veronica is technically still a Pussycat mm-hmm. until it's brought up immediately. And I'm like, she's a Pussycat right now, I guess. Yeah. It's like, is she a cheerleader today? Is she a Pussycat today? Is she both? Let's find out. Yeah, because earlier uh, Nick Sinclair had found the, uh, the cat ears. Yeah, and he said that's kinky. And it was just like... Leave her alone. The the pussycats are an innocent and cool thing. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, they perform the song from Ren. Everyone seems to be loving it. Um, Cheryl's drinking champagne with Nick St. Clair. And uh, we do see him put something in her drink. And that's not good ever. No. You're never going to get and like... So we see- Hey, I'm going to put this in your drink without you seeing it. It's going to be a fun thing. <laughs> yeah, no one ever does that, guys. <laughs> Anyways, so, like, she stumbles out of the venue with him, and the pussycats see this, and, like, we already know that Josie and Cheryl have, like, a very strong friendship, and, um, Veronica sees it as well, and, like, you know, um, she's just, like, immediately alarmed and pissed off, so, like, she signals to Josie, and then they get off the stage and, like, you know, bolt for it. The song is still playing, though, which, like, this is one of those Riverdale musical sequences where, like, they have a song performed by the Pussycats continuing to play just to make things more dramatic. And it's <laughs> it's nerve-wracking this time. Um, it's good. Like, did they finish, like, the song before they left? Uh, yeah, they finished the song before they left, but... You know, for, like, dramatic effect in the show, they do have the, uh, track continuing to play. Like, I think, like, they finish the song, which isn't that long to begin with, and then run off the stage, and that's kind of why they're, like, a little bit behind them and not, like, immediately on them. Um, also, while this track is playing, we do see Betty, um, and Betty answers a call from the Black Hood, and um, she uh, and he tells her to try on his mask and look in the mirror, and it's just like, uh, okay. Because we're the same, Betty. We're the same, Betty. <laughs> you and I, we're made of the same things. Righteousness, justice, whatever. It's just like, uh, I'm not liking the Black Hood that much, guys. <laughs> yes. Or if even as someone who is a sucker for this kind of thing, yeah. nah, no. <laughs> um, it's just like so far it seems a little bit tacky, you know. Yes. Um, which is why I don't really think it's the Black Hood, just because like not enough has not enough crimes have been happening 
to like indicate that the black hood is still active and like i feel like that's just whoever's pretending to be the black hood you know Mm -hmm. just like using that as a cover to get at betty like yeah you know to keep her on the line just to be like no one's dead yet and that's because of you and whatever um but uh yeah that's that's betty's part of this sequence um and we'll we'll cover Jughead after just so that we can get this out of the way. Um, so uh, Jughead, no, sorry, Nick St. Clair. They both have black hair, so I get confused a little bit. So Nick St. Mm-hmm. Clair um, kind of leads Cheryl to his hotel room um, and lays her down on the bed, and you you kind of get where this is going. Um, and then the pussycats show up. And, like, tear him off of her and just start, like, beating the shit out of him. And it's honestly kind of dope. Like, I liked that they actually, like, you know, immediately (laughs) destroy him instead of just, like, having an argument about it. It's, um... Uh, yeah. Kill your local rapist, everybody. Yes. Um, they they just beat the fuck out of him. Yeah, and it's just like, dang, I didn't really think that Veronica had, like, the... I didn't really think I'd ever see Veronica punch anybody, like, square in the jaw on this show. Yeah, and, like, just really connect. Yeah. And, like, Josie is getting some hits in, and every everyone's just, like, stomping this guy, and it's really cathartic, I think. Um, just cause I, I feel like in a lot of TV shows, even ones that like Law and Order SVU, where it's like specifically about stopping rapes and whatever, they don't really show rapists in a position of like, you know, disadvantage a whole lot. So I just, it was like a welcome change for me to see like an abuser just get completely wrecked on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my take on that you know i i it was really good to see like just like i said this dude get the shit beat out of him yeah by like four women who care about their friend like this is also one of those things where like it kind of you kind of start to realize that like even though cheryl is kind of like a really destructive person socially she's still everyone's friend like People care about her still, with, like, you know, good reason. She might be kind of, like, mean, but she's still not a bad person. Yes. And, like, no and, one really, know, like no one deserves that to happen to them. Yes. Um, and, like, so the, the sequence we get, like, immediately after that is, like, so they get Nick... They, they get Cheryl out of there. Nick St. Clair is like, beat the fuck up. Because, you know, he deserves to be. Um, and Cheryl and Josie and Veronica are all like, kind of huddled in a pile. They're all like, comforting Cheryl. And uh, Archie's there. And Archie's like, where is he? And he's like, fist clenches because it's fucking Archie. And Veronica's like, we already took care of him. You don't have to f- you don't have to beat him up again. He's like, oh, I'm so glad my girlfriend also beats people up. <laughs> they have so much in common. They both want to beat up rapists. <laughs> yeah, and so the, this is where it starts to, like, dawn on Veronica that, like, 
this could have been her last night and also that <laughs> he's probably done this before. Yeah. And Cheryl just says that, like, she wants, like, vindication for this. Like, she doesn't want just want this to, like, blow over. She wants, like, the fullest extent of justice to be brought upon Nick St. Clair. Which, um, yeah. And then, you know, Veronica calls Betty to let her know what happened. Um, and she gets a call from the Black Hood, and the Black Hood is like, I need a name of someone to kill. And she says, Nick St. Clair. And then it cuts to black. It's really fucking good. <gasps> yeah. Um, and honestly, that episode was, like, maybe the strongest this season. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it's just, it's very concise, and, and it kind of, it knows what it's doing. Yeah, like, it's definitely, like, a, an episode that, like, you need a warning about, which is why we gave one, but, like, it's, like, very straightforward in what's it, what it tries to do, for once. <laughs> yes. Like, I, I feel like that they were, mm -hmm. like, if we try to make this too over the top... Yeah, it would it wouldn't go well and plus like they did get a lot of criticism in season 1 for like seemingly being rape apologists about Miss Grundy and Archie. Um which like that was something that frustrated me as well just because like they didn't really address it as such because I mean the show was from Archie's point of view even though everyone was telling Archie that it was a bad situation, he couldn't see it. Um, and at least in this season, we did get, like, direct punishment for that. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, so I guess now we just talk about Jughead, right? Yes. So I think one of the punish- one of the problems with this show having a cast of four main characters is that it seems like they don't know how to write, um, a plotline that can involve four characters simultaneously. Yeah. So, like, last and, season... like, to be fair, like, part of... Like, they kind of wrote Jughead to be, like, out of the loop on this one on yeah. purpose. No, they definitely did. Um, but it is, like, a little bit distracting having to, like, jump around between these stories and, like, have two of them make sense, like, together perfectly. And Archie's there. <laughs> um, yes. And then this one, which is only really like tangentially related because of Jughead and v Betty breaking up. Um, I mean, it's still like good, but it's a little bit like distracting. I do love that, like, Jughead, like, our, when we're first introduced to Jughead this episode, <laughs> you like. He's like, oh, you think you guys stabbed Dylan Doyle? And they're like, no, he stabbed himself. Like, and that was after your. Friend Archie gave me this black eye, and his girlfriend shot a gun in the air, and Archie was like, wait, what? Yeah, just like, <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> He's just like, nobody calls him anymore. Yeah, it's just like, oh, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Weird, huh? Yeah. Um, and Jughead's kind of like, He's got that core conflict again where, like, Betty doesn't want him to join a gang because it's bad news. And Jughead, you know, he feels like the best thing he ha he can do diplomatically for his own survival and also, like, the sake of this gang 
that his uh his dad was in is to join. Yeah. Um and then so when Betty breaks up with him because of uh you know, the black hood being like break up with Jughead, bitch. She's he's like all right, I'm joining the serpents now. What's going to fucking stop me? And Tony Topaz is just like, "Great." I'm not really sure what they want to do with Tony, which is me, which is probably why my theory that she could be like the person taunting Betty comes from just cuz it's like that would give her an arc and a purpose, but I don't know. Yeah. That would also give her be make her be like the like psycho queer woman trope yeah that's why i don't want it to be that but yes that's also kind of why i expect it yeah yeah (laughs) um so really the only important thing that happens this episode well the, the most important thing that happens this episode is that uh all of the southhead serpents wear snake masks Yep, and it looks like the werewolf masks thing again. I'm like, fuck, they just love those masks. Yeah, and they kidnap Jughead in the middle of the night um, to and complete get, well, the gauntlet. Get, well, first they do, they give him a hot dog. Yeah, you're right, hot dog. Hot dog shows up. And he's just like, oh, this is great. What a wonderful trial. I take care of a smelly dog. <laughs> and... Hot Dog looks exactly like Hot Dog of the Comics, and maybe that's just because Hot Dog of the Comics is literally just, like, what a sheepdog looks like. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still great, you know? Um, so, um, Jughead doesn't seem to be taking the whole initiation thing very seriously, and Tony's like... Jughead, you have to start taking this more seriously because the gauntlet is coming up. And Jughead's like, oh, please, if the gauntlet is like a, is anything like the beast, which is what they refer to Hot Dog as, <laughs> um, he's like, it'll be fine. And, um, well, it's not fine. Yeah, they just, they punch him a bunch. Yeah, everyone gets, like, lines up in a line and, like, punches Jughead as hard as they can except for Tony seemingly which like okay (laughs) I'm not actually sure like how deep in the serpent she is at this point because I figured that the whole punching thing would be mandatory but maybe you can opt out if you want if you don't want Jughead to be like ow why did you punch me (laughs) yeah I I think was it every single like Southside Serpent, because I feel like there were probably some missing. Oh, yeah, I guess there were some missing. I just know that Sweet Pea was there and Tallboy was there. Yeah. Um, but po- point is, Jughead gets, like, majorly beat up by a bunch of, um, by a bunch of, uh, you know, greasers. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Um, and before that happened, actually, I should mention that Archie did show up and try to fill him in on, um, some stuff that was going down with, uh, the Black Hood, I think. Mm-hmm. He tried to fill him in, fill him in on this. Um, he's like, no, you gotta go. And then 
the serpents show up and he's like, whoa, is something going down? And, there, he, and Jughead's like, no, you literally can't be here. These guys hate your guts. And then Archie's like, oh, by the way, Betty breaks up with you. Bye. <laughs> it's a nightmare. <laughs> it's just the worst. Yeah. Um, And so that kind of happens, like, uh, I think at the same time as the Nick St. Clair sequence. So we get, like, two shots of, like... Uh, dudes getting punched in the face, basically. Mm-hmm. To music. To music, yeah. From Ren. <laughs> yeah. You know, the music of getting punched, too. <laughs> it sure feels like it, right, guys? Am I right or am I right? Am I right? Am I right or am I rent? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um... Next episode, please. Yes, next episode. <laughs> um, yeah, so this one is... like the, This episode is focused on one thing, and it's all they want to do in this episode. Yeah. Which is drag racing. Yes, it's honestly so fucking good. <laughs> it's like, oh, thank God, I needed a break from that. Um, they do get into the Nick St. Clair stuff a little bit. Um, which is that, um, there's, like, two concurrent meetings, basically. Uh, yes. It's, um... Oh, this episode's called, last episode was called When a Stranger Calls, and this one was called Death Proof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, which is a movie, I think, that involves a car, right? Yeah, it's, like, it was part of the Grindhouse movie. Yeah. Um... So, uh, um, we get Cheryl's mom having a meeting with Veronica's parents, and, um, they're asking if, if it's as serious as it sounds, and if they want to go to court with this, um, because, you know, this is their investor, so they feel like they have to take some responsibility for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cheryl's mom insists that she that Cheryl is over exaggerating what happened, and that she'll be fine because nothing actually happened. Because you know she didn't get raped; it was an attempted rape, which you know mm-hmm. that's great parents in this one, huh, guys? Great. Um. So uh. So um, the lodges are like okay. Thank you for your time. And Veronica overhears this and talks to Cheryl. And Cheryl asks, and she asks Cheryl if she's okay. And she's like, no, you heard my mom. Nope. Sorry, not my mom. Mommy. (laughs) Nothing (sighs) happened. I'm fine. So, like, you know, she's compartmentalizing now. And it's not great. No. Um, poor Cheryl. So much happens to her in such a short amount of time. Really, Cheryl is, like... The most shit has probably happened to her, right? Like, right, yeah. Like, I feel like enough bad stuff has kind of happened to everyone in the show, but like, Cheryl kind of gets a lot of stuff here. She, like, I, I say this a lot that everyone in the show needs a therapist, but like, Cheryl is like definitely in need of a therapist. Yes, and she could afford one. Yeah, she could afford one. Um, but I don't know if her mom would, like, you know, be supportive of her in that. 
Because he, I don't, she doesn't seem like a supportive mom. Um, so yeah, that happens. Um, and then they kind of dive into some ghoulies stuff. Um, yeah, so like the ghoulies are like even more greaser than the serpents. Yeah. Except for the main dude, who is something else entirely. He's like a crust punk, but also not. Yeah, like less crusty, but still. He's like he's like James Franco looking, so I automatically yes. hate him. <laughs> um, he's just like really weird looking, and he's like, um, and and he's trying to get Tallboy to seed over a bunch of um serpent stuff and get them to kind of team up and essentially get the serpents involved in like the drug thing. Um. Oh, I guess the thing we didn't mention last episode is that uh, they figured out who was dealing drugs, right? No, I think that comes out this episode. Oh, okay. I just... I thought he get. All I know is that he gets shot. Yeah, okay, no, okay, like... That happens at the end of this, this episode. Sorry. Yeah, no, they introduce the Sugar Man and wrap up the Sugar Man story by the end of... In all-in-one yeah. episode. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so they, so, like, the, the big thing is, like, there's, um, there's meetings with the parents to try to figure out who's dealing drugs, and they're like, well, I guess it's the serpents, because they know it's a gang on the south side, and they know that the drugs are coming, like, directly from south side high. Um, so they, they just assume that it's the serpents, and then... There's a big meeting with the parents and Mary McCoy and drugs. Uh, there's a really great quote. She's awful, but Alice Cooper does say, "Like I thought we would collect our, you know, collection of uh, like ruffians, fornica- like drug addicts and fornicators." Yeah, she just talks like <laughs> she just talks the way she does, and it's just horrible that it's on TV, but also great. And then, like, she goes, except for my Betty, who is, you know, sensible and left. And Betty's just like, shut the fuck up, Mom, please. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And Archie's dad is upset that his son was doing drugs. And um, Mayor McCoy is especially upset that Josie was doing drugs and mentions that her father has, like, problems with addiction and says, Josie, you did all of that knowing your dad's history? And she just kind of nods sadly, and it's like... So, Mayor McCoy is now on, like, a war path to destroy drugs, I guess. But yeah. mostly the south side, where the drugs are from. Again, classism. Classism is a huge element here. Um, um, and they, don't so really, they don't really mention a lot that the technical origin point of the drugs would be north side just because of Cliff Blossom. I mean... They just don't want to mention that. <laughs> they don't at all. It's sad. Uh, but one of the so like Jughead has like you know restarted the uh, the the uh, black and red. Yes, the newspaper. The uh, Southside newspaper, and but the teacher that's in charge of it is also is like, hey, I said no gangs, and you're pretty obviously in a gang, so we're done. Yeah, yeah, we're it's over. And then Jughead's like, dang, gangs. <laughs> Yeah, the, the rules were no gangs, no drugs, and he violated one, so, out. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, owned. Um, yeah. And then Archie shows up and is like, hey, we need to get you out of here. 
Yeah, and and then Jughead's like, no, oh. but Tony, we forgot to we mention. Di- yes. So <laughs> Tony. Tony. Uh, Tony ends up kissing uh, Jughead after yeah, he they- says that uh, Betty and him broke up. Yeah, like they end up making bunk. out, and she stays the night, and um, she when, shows up like in his S shirt. Yeah, it's just like that's a thing, I guess. Um, yeah. Anyways, so she kind of like puts Jughead down like in a really weird way when like they talk when he tries to talk to her about it, and then she like, said, like she's like, "What happened last night?" Jughead's like, "What happened last night?" And she's like, "Was PG thirteen groping?" <laughs> yeah, and it's just like. Alright, but, I mean, Jughead is... I, I feel a little bad for him here, just because it's like... He doesn't seem to be having a good time. He just got broken up with, and then... I, it's weird that she puts him down like this, though, because she's the one that kissed him. Right? Yeah, she initiated it. She initiated it, so it's, like, weird to me that she, like, puts him down, and then when he, like, seem, when he like tries to protest a little, she says, I prefer girls anyways. Which, yeah. like, I know she's supposed to be bisexual, but, like, it's just, like, a, a really weird thing. <laughs> yeah, it just felt like they wanted, to like, to have that line of, like... Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, like, oh, wow, you know, she's bi, but then also wanted her to have sex with Jughead. Yeah, I mean, she didn't have sex with him. Like, I think it was just like a makeup. PG-13 groping. PG-13 groping. Uh, I believe that is what they call third base. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, uh... I don't know the bases. I'm confused about the bases, too. I didn't play baseball. I have no bases for the bases. (laughs) Um... But, uh, yeah, so that's another, like, weird thing. Uh, and then she just, like, leaves. And I feel bad for Jughead there. Uh, yeah. He's in a bad situation. He is. I'm glad Bughead's done, but even then, like, by the end of this episode, it's, like, only half done. Yeah, no, like, they're on the mid, but I'm like, no. Bughead. <laughs> I guess the thing about Bughead that I have to keep in mind is that a lot of teenagers, like teenage girls who are like the intended audience for this relationship, do actually seem to enjoy it. So I don't want to be like too dismissive of it, but it's also not bad. (laughs) It's I I it's not entertaining for me. (laughs) Um. But yeah, uh, rest in peace, Bughead. So, anyways, when the drug bust happens, Jughead wants to get Topaz, uh, Tony Topaz out of there. And Archie's like, you can't help her if you're in jail. And he tracks him out. Um, but they do... Yeah, it, it, it's like a whole thing of like, because earlier they like, you know, they'd heard the, the tenets of uh, the serpents. It's like, you know, leave no one behind. yeah. But, um, yeah, so that happens, and in the, is it this drug bust, or is there a second one that happens where the sugar man is discovered? That's the second one, which is more just a, a sugar man bust. They say sugar man so many times in this episode, and yeah. deathly serious. Yeah, they say sugar man a lot. Um, and so, like, the mystery of this episode is who the fuck is the sugar man? And, um, <laughs> um... 
Betty asks, like, Sheriff Keller if he's ever heard of the Sugarman. Um, and I I believe, like, she found out about the Sugarman from the Black Hood, right? Yes. Um, so she asks Sheriff Keller, and Sheriff Keller says, Well, the Sugarman's been tons of people, um, but, like, always in relation to Clifford Blossom and the heroin thing. We just don't know who it is now. Yes. Um... And so, so Betty's like, ah, ding, who would know better about the Sugar Man than my friend Cheryl, who has been through a lot of shit recently? Mm-hmm. And, like, I think even the Black Hood is like, you know, talk to Cheryl first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so when she goes to see Cheryl, like, it's just one of those, like, amazing Cheryl scenes that's just over the top from top to bottom. Um, and she's like lounging in a chair in like a red swimsuit by her pool and she's tanning and reading a book that I can't see the title of, which upset me because I wanted to know. <laughs> what does Cheryl read? Um, what does she read? I need to know. <laughs> Probably like some of that eighties gothic romance that was like really bad but everyone liked it. <laughs> like at least the aesthetics is good. Yeah. Um, So, like, while she's doing that, uh, Betty shows up and she says, Dearest cousin, to what do I owe the pleasure? (laughs) (laughs) I just... God, I I love Cheryl. I scream every time she speaks. (laughs) (laughs) She's just amazing. Um, And Betty, like, you know, she kind of broaches the subject, like, tentatively. She's just like... Um, how are you doing? And she's like, compartmentalizing, I'm not doing great, but I'm coping. And she's like, cool, cool, do you know about the sugar man? (laughs) And she tells about how her mom used to tell her stories of the sugar man. Yeah, which was like a boogeyman type of thing. And Betty says, okay, well, he's real, and if you know who it might be, it'd be pretty cool. And he just, like, told me. Mm-hmm. And Cheryl's just like, I don't know, and can you stop coming around here destroying my childhood memories? And Betty's like, I'll stop, but no, also. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that comes up, and so after the drug bust, um, Jughead's having this issue where, like, he doesn't want the ghoulies to team up with the serpents because the serpents are anti-drug, uh, supposedly. <laughs> well, I think it's more that he doesn't want to get involved with, like, yeah, the heroin substitutes. Yeah. He doesn't want to get in- involved with, like, drug dealing, and his dad told him that serpents never deal drugs. If they do it on their own time, it's, like, a thing, but it's not really, you know part of serpent culture or whatever (laughs) so (laughs) Jughead and Archie go to go to see um Jughead's dad in jail and like the framing of it just made me and my sister laugh a whole lot because it looked a lot like the scene in Always Sunny where Mac and Charlie go to see Mac's dad in jail (laughs) it opens up with like a like yeah. jail door opening. Yeah, just jail door sound effect. Um, so they're they're like in there, 
And FP is like, I know exactly what to do, but Jughead, you told me you weren't going to join them. And he's like, I had to, Dad. They were going to break up and join the ghoulies. And, and, and then he's like, I got the perfect solution. There's only one thing ghoulies love more than drugs. And that's fast <laughs> cars. Are you catching my Riverdale drift? It says they're souped up cars and horses and hearses. God, what an incredible line. I love this show. Riverdale Drift. Um, so that leads Jughead to decide to organize a drag race. Um, but there's also a B-plot where Veronica and Betty are like, we're going to find out who sells drugs. So they track down a ghoulie. Um, well, they, they talk to Reggie and ask Reggie where he gets his jingle jangle, which he then distributes amongst the students of Riverdale High. And he says, all right, here's my contact. Um, so then they go find him. And Veronica's just like, uh, she like basically coaxes this guy into trying to sell her drugs uh, and then asks who the sugar man is. And he just freaks the fuck out and runs away. And so they pursue him and he runs all the way to the club where the ghoulies hang out which is where Jughead is and it's Jughead and Archie yeah where Jughead and Archie are and Jughead is like stipulating the rules of the drag race which is that like um, if they lose the serpents roll over but if they win the ghoulies um, dissolve and there's no more drugs at Southside High um, and uh that, you know, that kind of thing. And then Betty and Veronica are just there suddenly because they get caught by ghoulies trying to find out who deals drugs. Yeah. And, like, the Franco-looking ghoulie is like, oh, I don't want to just, you know, it mm-hmm. can't just be if, you know, if you win, you get, you know, more than everything you want. You- and if... I win, it stays the same. Like, I need to get something, too. Yeah, and so he says that, like, all of the serpents would be... He says that he wants, like, some of their land, and he says, okay, you guys get the white worm. Yeah. Which I believe is technically on the north side? It's kind of... I think it's on, like, the... Like, the border, I guess? Yeah, it's right on the tracks. A train drives through through it regularly. Yeah. Um... But then also um, gets the, the guy also says that he'll get uh, the trailer park where Jughead lives. Yes, which, like, that would be bad because he could end up homeless again. Mm-hmm. And so Jughead... Well, I mean, I guess technically he would have to go back to the foster home, which is not what he wants. Yes, and Jughead's like, cool, got it. Cool, 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 we're gonna win this. <laughs> Um, and at this point, it seems like Betty is, like, not playing by the, um, the Black Hood's rules anymore because she realizes that he doesn't seem like he's going to go as far with it as, uh, he made it sound. Because she finds out that, uh, Nick St. Clair is not dead. Yes, Nick St. Clair is very much alive. And, um, he's not... And the Black Hood says it's because he's not a son of Riverdale, which, like, the way he says it is scary. Which is bullshit, because also Miss Grundy wasn't the, a daughter of Riverdale. No, she was just kind of there for a bit. Yeah, so I just think <laughs> um, that 
Yeah, it's not really as Riverdale specific as the person on the phone is making it out to seem. Or like, which I think is a good point towards your. There's two black hoods at this point. Yeah, um, there's the real one, and there's the one on the phone. Mm-hmm. There's Betty's black hood. Yes, the whack hood. <laughs> <laughs> Did we talk about when Cheryl pulled out the drawing of the sugar man? Right, yeah, she pulls out the drawing of the sugar man and it's just like, hmm. It's basically Jason. Um, yeah, it's basically Jason. Um, from the Jason movies, not her twin no. brother. No, oh yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I think that, I think that that gets addressed after the drag race, though, and I really want to talk about the drag race. <laughs> so, uh, Jughead basically, um... So because Betty is no longer working with the Black Hood and is now, like, working extremely hard to uncover the Black Hood, um, she makes up with Veronica in, like, a kind of makeshift fashion um, and confesses about, like, the Black Hood manipulating her. And she says, oh, okay, you're in, like, an extremely hardcore toxic relationship with a serial killer, huh? And she's like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was a good yeah. scene. I, I, um, I like whenever were... Betty and Veronica can, can just be friends. Yeah, and you know, they're doing detective work again, oh, which I love is my it. favorite. I love Betty Detective. Yeah, I love Betty Detective, and I love it when she's Betty Detective with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and she kind of makes some sort of peace with Jughead when they're getting ready to, you know, do a car. She gets to be a mechanic, I'm so happy. Yeah, she's doing, like, the mechanic stuff, and she's like, this car, um, I mean, it looks nice, but there's not much under the hood, yeah. just like Reggie. it's Reggie's car. <laughs> yeah, it's Reggie's car. They're borrowing his car for a drag race. <laughs> Insane, I know. Um, so they do that, and Jughead's just like, I just don't know why you broke up with me. It's, like, worse than getting broken up with over text, because you've used Archie. <laughs> Who, who is, um, like, a human text message. <laughs> yeah. Okay, did you see the scene <laughs> where he texts Betty, you up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wanted to die. It's just like, that's Archie. Like, as she... No context, that's Archie as fuck. As she's, like, walking past a graveyard as the Black Hood talks to her. Yeah, just, you up? It's like, yep. Yeah. I'm up by this graveyard. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, so she says that she'll explain to Jughead everything after she fixes the car and makes sure makes sure he doesn't die. Which is nice. Yeah, that's nice. Um, I do appreciate that the Betty and Jughead stuff seems to like have a little bit of, um, you know, conflict now because before it was just like, why are they dating? Yeah. <laughs> And there's still a little bit of why are they dating, but it's not as... It's not as bad. I've grown used to it. I'm almost accepting (laughs) it. (laughs) See, no, that's Stockholm Syndrome. They're getting to you. Fuck. Fuck, I'm being held captive by Bughead. (laughs) Pretty soon I'll start a shipping blog. (laughs) Listen, don't reblog any Tumblr Riverdale Bughead sets. I just like the artistic value of the scene. I swear. I no, swear. No. <laughs> I'm in hell now. Welcome to hell. Anyways, um, 
So yeah, I thought that scene was pretty nice. Yeah. Um, we're getting close to the uh, drag race part though, and um, we get a nice we we get like a kind of funny comment from Kevin where he says, "Never thought this was the kind of drag race I'd be at." Because, you know, he's gay, yeah, guys. but he goes, at least the guys are hot. Yeah, because all of the ghoulies are, like, ridiculous Mad Max-ass motherfuckers <laughs> and are, like, shirtless for this. Yeah. Um, and, you know, all of our great Riverdale kids are, like, wearing, I guess, what you would expect kids in a 50s-coated town to wear. Yeah. What Cheryl's <laughs> wearing is incredible, and I love it. God, she is perfection incarnate. She bought that outfit for this, I assure you. Yes. She just didn't know what she needed it for yes. yet. <laughs> or, no. She was waiting, and her time no, had come. No, I am saying that she heard that there's a drag, a drag race going on. Oh, and... you, oh, so you think that she like planned this outfit, that, that she went out, bought this outfit, had it ready specifically for this, and then... Yeah, and okay. then, like, just walked past Tony. I was like, no, I, I'm doing this. Yeah, she. I, I believe the thing she says to Tony is, I was born to do this. <laughs> she says, I was born for this moment. Yeah, so she, like, you know, waves the flags for the drag race to start, and it's, like, Archie and Jughead in a car, and then two ghoulies in the other car. Yeah. Uh, um, And... There's a problem where, like, the bridge is too, um, isn't wide enough for both cars, and Jughead wants to keep going, even though it would, like, probably kill them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Archie pulls the brake, and when, uh, when the ghoulies get to the other side of the bridge, they're immediately arrested. And Archie has, has been, and- like, on this, going, like, hey, you need to stop, you need to, you know... <laughs> Yeah. You need to slow down yeah. so that they can go through this bridge first. I'm just... This is just safety. Yeah, so basically Archie's a narc. Arch- of course Archie's a narc! He's a good boy, but God does he not know why he's good. Narky. And this... Th- being a narc is not part of why he's good, just to yeah. clarify. Narchy. Um, there we go. Narchable. <laughs> um, so... He, he says, Jughead, they're getting arrested. We're going to be next. You have to get out of here. So he finally convinces them to go back to, like, the starting line. Um, and for all intents and purposes, it would look like they won, just because the, the point is to cross the bridge, come back, and whoever crosses first, whoever is back at the finish line first, is the winner. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, well, like, um, immediately, like, uh, Big Tall... <laughs> Tall boy, boy is like you've called, <laughs> fucking called the cops, and he, and then Jughead's like, no, I swear I didn't. It was Archie, and then everyone's like, God damn it, Archie, you dumb boy. Yeah, so everyone like you know is hauling ass out of there. Um, Jughead is upset. Uh, the ghoulies are going to jail. Um, and like Archie is like, hey, no, I solved the problem. This keeps. Mm-hmm. You know, then out of the school, and Jughead very logically points out, like, for a month, my man. Yeah, they're gonna be back and super pissed. Um, and it still, like, for all intents and purposes, looks like he's a, you know, a narc. Yeah. 
Um, and it doesn't it doesn't affect Archie at his school, but it's gonna affect Jughead like hard. Yes. Um. Anyway, so like this is what ha- where like the second um drug bust comes in, and the guy arrested is actually his journalism <gasps> teacher, guys, who has had two lines. All all of them being about hey no drugs. Yeah, but like this is why it makes sense why he told Jughead, "Hey, no drugs, no gangs," because if he was connected to drugs or gangs, it would make the black and red look suspicious. And also, you know, then there might be investigations into the journalism teacher who is, you know, selling drugs. Um, So really, the thing that the thing that he said which seemed to be in Jughead's self-interest, was actually in his mm-hmm. own. bum bum that's adults. Yeah, uh, because this is all through Cheryl, like, as part of her plot line, is, like, talking to her mom. was like, you never cared for me. You never protected me. Yes. Um, and she says, like, even now, you don't. Because, you know, she heard about what happened with the, um... Uh, with the St. Clair's and the Lodges and learned that her mom obtained, like, hush money from mm-hmm. it. Um, and she says she's not going to give her the check unless uh, unless she tells her who the sugar man is. And she says that the sugar man's been a ton of people, like, basically what we already know. Um, and I guess this is how we get, uh, how we find out who it is. Because yeah. the arrest happened. Yeah, because uh, she... Uh, as Betty and Veronica are having their uh, pops conversation, she goes mm-hmm. like, "Oh, it's you know, like, oh, I got a call from Cheryl. She just told me who the Sugar Man is." Yeah, yeah. And so that guy gets arrested. Um, and then there's a scene later on where Cheryl is in Pops, and um, Nick St. Clair approaches her. Yeah. Um, and he basically taunts her and says, you can't go to court because my um, my family already shut you up. And uh, they would put this whole deal with the lodges in the ground. And you, no one wants that because it's going to gentrify the south side. Yeah. Um, and um, he basically like like berates her really hard and says I was the best thing that ever would have happened to you you're just like a drama queen in a truck stop town and you know all of that um and then this kind of reinvigorates like Cheryl's deep desire to see him burn in hell in yeah, court to fuck people over yeah um so um I do believe so I I can't remember like what exactly she says but I think she is taking it mm-hmm. to court now, right? Like she told Veronica that. Yeah. Um uh and like that's also when like Veronica hear like Veronica hears that about that and Cheryl goes Yeah. I I did actually kind of really like the when Cheryl was like, "Oh, you're super cool with telling my story to people but not yours." Yeah, exactly. So, um, Veronica Which tells we her find parents. Out be- that's because, uh, you know, she doesn't want to get her dad involved. Yeah, because her dad would literally kill him, <laughs> is what she thinks. Um, but it does seem like she has convi- that she 
con- when she tells her parents what happened, it does seem like she convinced him, or rather her mom convinced him, that this has that, to go I to really court. I really love that, where it's like, he's like, you know, yeah. don't worry. Like, I will make sure that it, everything in my power to make sure that, you know, he, you know, like, that we, and then, like, she cuts in, like, won't do business with him anymore. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, it's the good ending, basically. I, I know that this is probably going to, like, Riverdale itself well, up and, like, be super but dramatic. We, we even kind of get a bit of it just even later in the episode at the end. Yeah. Where uh, Hermione gets a call on the phone and it's like, oh, that's horrible. You know, the St. Clair's just got their car run off the road and, you know, Nick St. Yeah. Clair will eventually recover, but it's going to take a while and... Yeah, and like, so he's in the hospital now. Um, but presumably this will still go to court. Uh, I'm glad that they like actually made it seem like it's important for victims to um, you know, have solidarity with yeah. each other. They handled like, this way better than I thought they would. Yeah, they really did. And also, like, um, it's it almost seems like a little too timely, you know? Yeah, like just because of the fucking news right now. I, I, I honestly believe that they couldn't have saw that coming. Yeah, no, of course they couldn't have, but it's just like you know, it's it's a story that has to be told no matter what, right? Like that, because it, it's it's the kind of story that's like always going to happen, I guess, and be relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just glad that like it's handled as well as it was. They've been doing pretty good at doing stories that I was would be really worried yeah. about Riverdale doing. Yeah, like, you know, topical stories that don't suck as yeah. much. Like what they did with um, Kevin and mm-hmm. Moose in the past couple episodes was pretty good. This is, you know, pretty solid. Um, yeah. Definitely needs, like... Of course, like, we have to, like, you know, warn people about it, but it's... Mm-hmm. It feels good to have it, like, be vindicated. Because yes. that's something that, like, a lot of shows will not have happen, because it's more dramatic for it to be drawn out as long as possible. Mm-hmm. Like, most of these, like, shows when I would have to go, like, give a trigger warning for it, it mm-hmm. is, like... None of them end this well. Like yeah, or like it's not treated like as a casual thing either. Because like uh, one of my big problems in Game of Thrones is that there is like a rape every episode, and it's always not a big deal because it's like oh that's just what it would have been like at the time. It's like it's not. It's fake. Yeah, but like one of the. Like, I think in a lot of stories with, like, inclu- stuff like CSI and stuff, it is mm-hmm. very like, obvious at the end that the, like, what they're trying to put through is that the woman at the end is broken from this. And, like, even yeah, if the guy's um, put away, like, oh, the damage's already done. Yeah, it's just, like, great. And it also is more of a focus on, like, how great cops are and less, like, about how recovery is a possibility. And so, like, this one of, like, both of these 
Survivors 1 just beating the shit out of this dude and have it coming from, like, themselves. And also dealing with the after effects of it. Yeah, like, we don't get to see it, like... What I appreciated was that it wasn't Archie that punched Nick St. Clair in the face. It yes. was Veronica. And I appreciate that, like, Veronica doesn't need her father to fucking kill the St. Clairs because, mm-hmm. you know, no no woman actually wants m- more violence to come of, like, that kind of thing. I mean, beyond the initial yes. ass kicking. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I guess now is around when we wrap up, right? Because what happens next is, um, the, uh, the, the teacher gets oh. shot in his own cell. <gasps> yeah. And also Betty calls the, um, Betty calls the black hood around the same time and says, uh, basically threatens him now. And she says, I'm yeah. going to find you. I've solved every mystery in this town to date. I found who killed. I found out who killed Jason Blossom. I found out who the Sugar Man was, and I'll find you. And it's just like, oh <sighs> man, Betty. <laughs> I'm so, so much super into that ending with Betty. I was like, yes. Yeah, Betty finally. Kind of rough, like the not these two episodes, but the episodes yeah. before. Yeah, sometimes they just don't know how to write Betty, and this is yes. one of the better ones. Um, and then yeah, you get um, shot. Which fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, so... Him being shot in a police station does probably point to a cop being the one who killed him. (laughs) Yeah, this is, like, the first for sure, like, Black Hood murder we've had in a while. Yes. Yeah. Because there there was a lull. Um, yeah. So, uh... I guess closing comments? Uh, Any? I, I really like these two episodes. Like, I... Yeah, no, I was a little, you know, I I was, like, a little bored by, like, the Mm -hmm. last two, but, like, these two were super good. I kind of dragged my feet getting to these two just because I was a bit, like, like, mm. (laughs) Yeah. Um, do we have any questions for Uh, this episode? We have one, which is from my girlfriend, and I think it just was so bad that it just, everyone saw it and was like, no, not gonna... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh no which let me just get the actual uh she asked so the sugar man's father would that be a sugar daddy uh, I mean I suppose yeah. it would but also no <laughs> but also yeah. no um all right. Um, I, I I did find out the uh, promo for the next episode, which is Tales from Dark Side. Tales from the Dark Side, uh, which uh, opens up with Betty going, "I have a theory about Sheriff Keller." So, oh, we could you could have been but right. Because Ashley. in the middle of the season, I'm a hundred percent wrong. <laughs> y- yeah. Uh, and then also. Uh, the uh, serpent's lawyer is back, apparently. Oh, her, yeah. Great. (laughs) I'm... So, like, Jughead owes her a favor now, right? Yeah, that's gonna be great. Mm -hmm. Hint, (laughs) it won't be great. I guess, uh... 
Ashley, you want to plug your shit? Uh, for, sure, yeah. Uh, you can find me at Sorry. Yuri <laughs> underscore librarian on Twitter and Yuri dash librarian on Tumblr. Uh, you can find Hell my yeah. Patreon at patreon.com slash Ashley Lee Minor. And you can find all of Ashley, Ashley Lee, Lee Money. Money. Uh, and you can find all of our podcasts at audioentropy.com. Yeah, good podcasts are there. Like this one and um, other ones. <laughs> podcasts to come and podcasts that may not oh. yet be. Ooh. Um, anyways, so uh, I'm Rose and you can find me at twitter.com at box of hamsters. And you can find me on patreon.com forward slash honeyboy. And you can give, give me money. Rose, your whole wallet. Yeah, the entirety of it, guys. I mean, I've, I've been getting like bits and pieces of wallets that lately. Was not the I deal. feel like it's more of like a zodiac thing. Yeah, that was not the deal. I feel like I'm more being held ransom now by your wallet because it's just like, oh man, if I want to get this wallet back in one piece, I gotta do something, and that's not what you I want. You don't want to cut ties with me. <laughs> Exactly. Like I, I need to keep ties with Ashley because that's how we get the content yeah. you crave. You're gonna need to in the diner you need love. To cut Emily out of your life. Cut Smoo. Fuck Smoo. I live with her. Cut her out. Oh no, guys! I'm getting like news that I have to um destroy my sister <sighs> socially. She's no longer my friend, and um if you uh. If you are caught associating with her, I will ex- excommunicate okay, you as well. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Just kidding. She's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, Pop-Tate yes, is my always, daddy. Yes, Pop-Tate is my daddy. Yay! Yay! Bye! Bye! Thank you.